Hi, this is Prophet Terry. Come experience the new you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Hallelujah, hallelujah, glory, glory, glory. Mm-hmm. I feel joy in the house. Hallelujah. And joy in your home. Hallelujah. If you can go on Amazon and find something that you like, and you say, wow, I can just see that in my house, or I could, I could, see, I could see that outfit on me. Now, if you can do that with Amazon, why can't you do it with church? Uh, what you see, just envision it in your house. Uh-huh. If you see some joy, uh-huh. Whoa, that would, that would look good on me, you know. That would look good on me. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Order it one time. Put, put your order in. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The Bible says you have freely received, so freely give. So, uh, for the next couple of hours, it is free, free, free. Hallelujah. Oh, Tabahasa. Oh, glory. Uh, well, I do believe there's something a little bit worse than the virus and the pandemic. Um, I think everybody's more fearful of the vaccine than they are the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, glory to God. Uh, it's amazing how the mind of fear can just go to so many places. Uh, I mean, you didn't even check in with immigration. Your mind just takes off, you know. With fear, your mind takes off, you know. It just, it takes off. In the book of Hebrew, it talks about that, you know, Satan, who has controlled man by the fear of death. Not by death. And it says he holds the power of death, but the way he holds the power of death is through fear. So our fear just gets the best of us, you know. Huh? Yes, we've imagined all kinds of causes for the pandemic. And now there's the vaccine, you know. We, we scared to death of the vaccine. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, and some of you, all the weeds and the drugs and the pills you popped when you were young. Ah. Uh, <laughs> And now you just drive up and get a little peck in your arm and you just... Now, I am sure there has been some side effects. Um, I am sure maybe there's been some deaths, but we don't really know all the details, but we do know the majority of the majority of the majority of the majority. Yes, uh, it didn't cause no excess growing of hair or anything of that, of that nature. Right. 
Although some of us might could use some excess growing of hair. <laughs> they could have just thrown some hair growth in there with it, you know, or something. <laughs> But I, I want to address uh, a little thing just for a moment, because some people think that the vaccine, when you take the vaccine, that's the mark of the beast. In the book of Revelation, that's the mark of the beast. Uh, first thing, the mark of the beast is 666. Did they put 666 on you anywhere? <laughs> it's... Uh, and by the way, just for a little interest, you know, there's a lot of uh, suggestion that the number may not even be 666. It may be 616, if you do a little research on it. Um, I, I mean, I understand that you should not remove fear from the Bible. To remove fear from the Bible is to take something away from the Bible which could get you cursed. But to add fear to the Bible. <laughs> huh? I mean, wasn't the devil big enough in your life? Wasn't hell hot enough in your life without you adding something to it to make it more terrifying? If you will read Revelation 13, you would realize this awesome truth about the mark of the beast. The mark of the beast does not cause anybody to die. You have not read the scriptures correctly. If you do not worship the image which has been given uh, the voice to speak, if you don't worship the image of the beast, then you can be killed. If you don't receive the mark of the beast, you just can't buy and sell. That means you would have to get somebody else to buy your food for you or something like that. Read the Bible. There's three parts. You've got to worship the beast, right? Worship the image of the beast. Now, it says it made them worship the beast, but they was, it doesn't suggest any penalty. If you don't worship the image, the image has a voice in which it will, uh, which it will cause you to be killed if you don't worship the image. The mark of the beast simply means you cannot buy or sell. Read your Bible. Don't add to hell. It's hot enough. Quit putting wood and fire in the hell. It's hot enough all by itself. So let me talk about worshiping the image and worshiping the beast. Now there's only a few idiots in the world that will actually try to worship the devil. Only a few. And Satan himself is not very proud of them. There's only a few. 
And then there's those Satanists, and they said if, if, they, if it becomes well known that 666 is really 616, they will just simply change. They will convert. They will start using 616. That's what the Satanists said. Sometimes Satanists are more cooperative than the, the church. You know, the church is just fearful and ignorant. So when we look at this, it's only a few people that's actually going to worship the devil. There's only two things that is worshiping in this life. And that is man and God. One day you're going to realize that image is you. Man only worships himself. Paul says, and, and his stomach is his God and his... His glory is his shame. We do not have enough people faithful to God. You think anybody going to be faithful to the devil? <laughs> Ain't nobody going to be faithful to the devil. The only thing man worships is himself. And when we're going to realize that Satan and the flesh of man is one and the same. Now let's don't add fear to the Bible. Perfect love cast out fear. There needs to be some fear there. Hell is real. The devil is real. Torment is real. Uh, burning in condemnation for eternity, that's real. All that's real. So we're not going to take away from it, but let's don't add to it. And let's don't believe some lie that the vaccine is the mark of the beast. First thing is, they did not ask you to denounce Christ. And the second thing is, yes, the second thing is, they have not said you can't buy and sell without the vaccine. You have watched too many Hollywood movies. And your repertoire of Hollywood movies that you have spent more time watching and the little bit of time you've spent reading the scripture, they're just, they're just blending in together. <laughs> and you're envisioning all kinds of things. And since you are more devout to Hollywood, Bollywood, and Dollywood, yes, anything that they say about the number 666 or about the Bible you think that is, because you've focused on that so much, you, you, it just overrides anything that's in the Bible. So you think you're going to take the vaccine, and the next thing you know, you're going to turn into some kind of zombie cursing God. Hello. Even the people that had reactions didn't start cursing God. So let's don't be ignorant on this subject. Yes. And if you know somebody that's, uh, you know, that's talking that stupidness, don't, don't let them trouble you. Now, this is, this is the fact. You know, because some of it, I, I have a little bit of problem sometimes because we focus so much on the number, the mark of the beast, the number, the mark of the beast, which cannot even kill you. It might put you on a serious diet, but it can't kill you. You can't buy and sell. But see, we want to take 
all the emphasis off of sin and all the emphasis off of murder and all the emphasis off of greed and all the emphasis off of perversion and all the emphasis off of twistedness and derangedness and warpedness. And we want to say that it's all going to come down to whether or not if you take the vaccine. Mm. It's going to come down to that. Really? After all the ministers that have died preaching this gospel, whether or not if you are going to heaven or not is based upon a vaccine shot? Hello. No, 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 no. No. I, I think, you know, I think I could personally, I'm just waiting for a mosquito to bite somebody that has a vaccine and then let him bite me and there you go. Oh, no. Ye of little faith. The, the mosquito bites you, and it, it's going to spread dengue. It's going to spread this. It's going to spread that. Listen, if the little fella can spread bad things, why can't he spread good things? Huh? Because what I'm hoping for is that, that enough of them will bite me and then they'll go out and bite some sinners and they all get converted. <laughs> Ye of little faith. But isn't it, isn't it strange? Because I understand that that is the gospel. I understand about the mark of the beast. I understand about the image. I'm more concerned about the image. What image Satan might be wanting me to worship? Yes, ladies, you should think about that when you spend an hour in front of the, the mirror every morning. I'd be more worried about that demonic creature inside that shiny glass than I would be about some little vaccine shot on my arm. Because vanity is going to send you to hell a lot quicker than the little vaccine shot. <laughs> if anything, the vaccine is making you pray. <laughs> but it's a shame that out of fear, sometimes we, we focus so much on the, on the mark of the beast. And you don't hear much worship about the image. It's always the mark of the beast. 666, it's always about the mark of the beast. Yes? And again, Google it. It might be 616. Um, and did you know, did you know uh, this is an interesting fact, that there are some roulette tables. Everybody know what a roulette table is? Yes? All right. Those of you who spoke up fast, I know you've been gambling. Uh, one of those roulette tables, the, the, uh, the um, uh, marquee, mark, uh, one of those roulette tables, actually, if you add up all the numbers, they add up to 666. Did you know that? I thought that was interesting. 
One of the roulette tables is a particular, it's a particular one. I think some of them have one zero, some of them has two zero or something, but if you add up all the numbers, it supposedly adds up to 666. I did not add them up to see, but I, I did read that. But the thing that I dislike about focusing on the end time so much, if you focus so much on the end time, what are you going to do in this daytime? And the other delusion that's there is we preach to our congregants and we preach to a world not to take the 666. Even the heathens in the world, you know, they, they don't even make it to church every Easter, every other Easter. They're scared of the 666. And somebody comes along and says, vaccine is 666. And they say, me? I ain't turning into no devil, you know. But it's the shame people in church. Do you realize that, that what we're doing, we're boiling it all down to this thing of if you get the mark of the beast, which for the most part you can't buy and sell, right? A lot of us can't buy and sell right now because we ain't got no money. And we ain't got nothing to sell. <laughs> um, but it boils down to taking a mark or not taking a mark. Almost as if sin has nothing to do with it anymore. See where your fear takes you. Sin will always have something to do with it. Sin will always have something to do with it. And by the way, the scripture says, blasphemy against the son will be forgiven. And most of us think that to take the mark of the beast, we've got to denounce Christ. But according to Jesus, blasphemy against the Son will be forgiven, but blasphemy against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven in this age or in the age to come. But again, it seems like we boil it all down to this concept of receiving a mark or not receiving a mark and got nothing to do Huh? Ain't got nothing to do with anything else. Got nothing to do with how good we are or how bad we are. Well, here's the thing. If you accept Christ, you are sealed in him. And if you are sealed in him, they can't put no mark on you. So rather than running around like some chickens trying to avoid the colonel, who has come back in ghostly form. Why don't you just accept Christ? And we're so fearful that we have been sealed in Christ and somehow or another we're going to be diluged in taking the mark of the beast. But do you realize we're bringing it down to this subject matter. It has nothing to do with sin. Just whether or not if you take the mark. Which the mark does not kill you. It just keeps you from buying and selling. We must understand it's always going to be about sin. And there's two things that man worship on the whole, except for a few idiots. Yes? And do you really think there's somebody faithful enough to worship Satan? 
We're not even faithful in the church, and you really think unbelievers are going to be faithful to worship Satan? The only thing man is faithful to worship is himself. And even that, he's not persistent about it because sometimes you want to kill yourself and beat up on yourself. On the whole, man is very unfaithful. And I doubt it. I don't think there's anything upon the face of the earth he's ever faithful to. Which gets me into my real subject matter tonight, I suppose. I wonder how these two things was going to tie in, but with the Lord, all things are possible. That's the whole problem with man. He's not faithful to anything. He's not faithful to his commitments, his vows, his marriage, his church. Always speaking something. And then reneging on it. Yes? So you really think, even if you worship the image, I really doubt if you're going to worship the image long enough to get married to it. Because we struggle enough just to worship the Lord. Don't we? Uh-huh. So let's stop the nonsense. Let's quit adding fear. Let's continue to preach Christ and not numbers. And let's don't preach vaccine. Yes. However, everything you do must be done in faith. Yes. It's terrible when Christians go to take the vaccine and the heathens have to encourage you. That is so terrible, you know. I knew a man 14 years ago. I don't know if it was 14 years ago, but I always wanted to say that. I knew a man 14 years ago. And this man always believed in healing, you know. And... And and he prayed for several people, and they actually got healed, you know. But if he got one little pain, he'd gone to the doctor, you know. He out the door, you know. So I remember one time he got some serious, uh, well, he thought it was serious. So I ended up, he was just determined to go to the doctor. So I went with him, or I went later, I can't remember. And the nurse was buffing him for not trusting God, you know. It's, it's a shame when you Christians go take this vaccine and, you, and you're praying and you're doing all this kind of stuff. Huh? And, and you're trembling. Now, supposedly... Close to where we are here in Arima, some people go to Waterfield to get their vaccine. Uh, uh. <laughs> and first of all, you, you get to drive on the racetrack. Yes? And so, supposedly, Supposedly, once you get the vaccine, they won't let you drive off, 
right? I don't know if you can take laps or not, but they won't let you drive off. And supposedly, if you start to have side effects, you're supposed to blow your horn, turn your hazard lights on, you know, right? And, and so then they realize, okay, you had some, some side effects to the vaccine. But, you know, I can see some Christians, you know, especially Pentecostals. They come in trembling and they go out trembling, you know. <laughs> and I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. I know. I know. One of these Pentecostals are going to get a vaccine. And they're going to pull up there and wait, you know. Make sure there ain't no side effects. But they're going to start praying in tongues. I can see it now. Yatabahasaba. <laughs> Hello. If we live, we live unto the Lord. If we die, we die unto the Lord. Pray before you go. If you're not released, you're not released. But if the Lord says go, come on. We need to be better witnesses. Huh? We pull up with tears in our eyes and, and got four crosses around our neck, you know. <laughs> We none bathe ourselves in olive oil and, uh, you know, huh? <laughs> Probably got palm branches in our underwear or something. I don't know. I uh, almost look like an Indian. We got ashes on our forehead. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready, God. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Christians are the most fearful people. You know why I think Christians are so fearful? They sleep in church and stay awake in Hollywood. And all their theology is based upon some horror movie they've watched, you know. Uh. There's a very interesting scripture behind me. It, it's possible, we realize that Paul had made some sort of vow. Um, he made a vow, and before he sailed, he had his hair cut off. Um, because of a vow he had taken. Most likely that was a Nazarite vow. You could do a little research on it if you would like. Um, I think there's another place where he actually took, they thought that Paul was, um, a lot of them thought Paul was trying to pull people away from the law of Moses and things like that. So there's another place where he was actually went along and paid for four other men to get their hair cut. Most likely it was a type of Nazarite law. And so the early church, you realize they still did things like circumcisions and things like that, different things like that. And there's probably some Jewish believers that still do circumcision, but Paul says, you know, you, know, you shouldn't have. 
Paul had a solid foundation about circumcision that, you know, that, uh, you know, whether you do or you don't, it don't really mean anything. But you must realize that the early church, you know, they was making in a, a transition and, and bringing Christ in and, and the grace. So they still did a few things that was kind of mosaic a little bit or by tradition. And, and there's nothing wrong with doing some things in the church that's tradition. If you've got a tradition in the church, there's nothing wrong with having a tradition in your church as long as you know it's a tradition. And it's not, it's not a mandatory thing for salvation. It is a tradition, and it's what we do, right? So if, if on first fruits you bring a bunch of fruits and things to the altar, that's all right. If whatever you do is a tradition, it's a tradition. That's fine, right? If you have a tradition in your church, as long as everybody knows it's a tradition. But something I want to emphasize on is Paul made a vow probably a Nazarite vow, he made a vow to have his hair cut off, right? Which basically a Nazarite law would, insist, would imply that you, you would restrain from things, you did not cut your hair, and then at the ending of it, you would cut your hair and by priest and so-so. Uh, evidently, it was a little bit expensive. I don't think it was real expensive, but a little bit expensive to, to make that vow. I want to talk a minute about vows that we make, whether we call them vows or oaths or promises or our yeas and our nays, whatever we want to call what we speak. You must be a person of your word. If you're not a person of your word, how can God bless you if you're not a person of your word? You must know how. I mean, you shouldn't make any kind of vow. In fact, the Bible warns a little bit against making vows. It says, let your yea be yea and your nay be nay. Quit making all these promises and saying you're going to do this and you're going to do that. But sometimes we do make some vows or we make some commitments. And I think with faith, sometimes you've got to make that vow. You know, God said this, and I'm, I'm going to wait on this. Uh, God told me to take vaccine so I'm not gonna cry like a baby when I get there I go man up or woman up I gonna get my vaccine shot like uh, uh, a regular old human and I gonna drive and just wait to see if I die or not like everybody else <laughs> but if the Lord didn't tell me to go then I ain't gonna go um, we, we must not embarrass the gospel. And too many Christians embarrass the gospel. They embarrass the gospel because they're such whims. Having Christ's blood inside of you should make you stronger, not the most wimpiest people upon the face of the earth. Huh? Yes. I mean, Christians are the most fearful people, you know. That's what Jesus did to you? Huh? Huh? Some of you had more faith before you accepted the gospel. Huh? Yes. The ugly people you dated and, and, and nothing happened to you, you know. 
and and now you got and now you got to pray about everything nine or ten times, you know. I understand as Christians that we're not as we're not as hyper and and uh, you know uh, anxious as the rest of the world, and we wait for the Lord to speak, and we're not, you know. We're not anxious about things. I understand that. That's, that's, a, that's a noble thing. But we're so fearful and we pray and we hear something and we don't believe it and we pray again and we waver back and forth like the seas. Uh, and we say we're going to do things and then we back out. We tell God we're going to do this and then we back out. We're not a keeper of our word. One of the things I realized here with cutting his hair is that it, it it seemed that Paul had made this vow to go through some sort of tradition. And then all at once, you know, a lot of them started going somewhere. And so it looked like he didn't, he he completed his vow even in another place. In other words, it wasn't, it wasn't you know, he made a vow to do something and then he got busy and it was almost like the vow was kind of uh, distracting. In fact, it, if you read the verses around it, it looks like, it says Paul stayed on in Corinth for some time. And then he left the brothers and sailed to Syria, uh, accompanied by Priscilla and Apollo. And before he sailed, he had his hair cut off. Uh, and so it, it looks like, you know, that it might not have been the best timing, but he kept his word. And it's very important to keep your word, whether it's noble or ignoble, whether it's, it's, it's something very important or if it's just a word to a child. And I find that Christians are so wishy-washy with their word. You represent the word of God, but yet your word is like some feeble, Alzheimer's old citizen. represent the word of God. Somebody hear me tonight. You represent the word of God, but your word is so feeble. You represent the word. The only time you sure is when you're preaching. And sometimes when you get down off the platform, you're not backed up from what you preached. Or you, you, you pray and you get to feeling the Holy Ghost a little bit. And then after prayer, you backing up from your word. You represent the word of God, but, but you're so feeble. Should your words be so feeble? And should your word have Alzheimer's? Huh? You represent the word of God. And people watching you. What's worse, your conscience watching you. Uh, some of you got a conscience. Your conscience don't believe half the things you say. <laughs> See your conscience sitting there. And you say you're going to do this and you're going to do that. Huh? And all the little consciences coming up saying, shouldn't we write this down? And the head of your conscience says, they don't mean half the things they say. Just let them talk. Uh, that's 
bad when your own conscience don't believe you, you know. Have you ever said something and your own conscience is bearing witness? You lying. I think, I think Peter fell into that a little bit, you know. Peter kept saying, Lord, I'll go with you unto death. And Jesus says, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat. I think Peter's conscience says, really, Peter? I do not believe you. I don't believe you. Huh? You know, your conscience will judge you, you know. And I believe some Christians got to a place your conscience don't even take you serious. Huh? You say you don't fast and you break it. You, go, you say you're going to fast and you break it 10 minutes after you say you're going to fast. Huh? Yeah. You know, if, if you say you're going to do something and you've prayed about it, Lord, I'm going to do this. Because anything not done in faith is sin. And that means it won't go well. It won't go well. Uh, recently, just, just a simple little thing like there's been some individuals that want to go take their driving test. And I've been encouraging them to take their driving test. In the States, by the time you're 15, 16 years old, you go and take your driving test. Yeah. And in Trinidad, these people 30, 40 years old still ain't taking their driving test. Hello. Pray. Go take your driving test. Yes? You asking God for a, a car, but you ain't taking your driving test. But I've been encouraging people, and, and sometimes this is what I found when I, I try to encourage people or I, I speak a word on somebody is that because they have so much doubt, things don't work out. You know, they, they don't get the dates when they want to get them. They don't get this when they, this don't work out, this don't work out. Why? Because you're fearful. Now, somebody hear me. I'm not, I'm not picking on nobody tonight. I, I'm, I'm trying to impart something into you. You represent the Word of God. If the Word of God in you says you can do something, why should you back up? If the word of God in you. Huh? And we should be moving on to greater things. Yes? Huh? You shouldn't have to pray for hours and hours about whether or not to take some little vaccine in your arm. You should just be able to pray, hear God's voice, and go do what God tells you to do. Hello. We represent the word of God. If you did, you're going to heaven. And you know that you know that vaccine is not no mark of no beast. Your imagination is gonna kill you one day. And fear loves to imagine the worst about everything. We, we must stop that. Huh? Christians can't even walk to their car.
you come into some realization that you know you're not the nicest person, and you just think God is out to kill you every minute. No, he come to save you from your fear, not add fear to you. Huh? So you get a vaccine shot, and then you, you start to think you got the mark of the beast on you. <laughs> you represent the word of God. The word, you represent the word. And your word is so feeble. You're made in the image of God. You're made in the image of Christ. And your words are so feeble. Christ died for you. You've got to be willing to die for Christ. I mean, you don't add to God's word and you don't take away from it and you pray and you wait for the Lord to speak and the Lord tells you to do something. Yes, but I don't think you really got to pray to go to the bathroom. I think your body is probably telling you what to do. Huh? Now, if your body's telling you to go to the bathroom while I'm preaching, the devil lied. <laughs> but you go into the bathroom. You pray before you go to the bathroom. And you go in the bathroom, you realize there's three stalls. Lord, which one do I go in? And yea, though I walk through the valley of... Listen, perfect love cast out fear. What you are calling faithfulness is nothing but panic attacks. That is not faithfulness to God. Faithfulness to God, yes, we should humble ourselves and, and pray, but faithfulness to God is the knowing that the Lord is with us. Uh, a couple of days ago when I preached, it says, you know, the Lord spoke in the service, and he said, we're always worried about whether or not if we went in the right direction. And the Lord said, I'm going to bring your blessing to you even if you went in the wrong direction. We, we, we just, we're just too wimpy. We're not, we do not know how to keep our vows and our commitment. And faith is all about keeping our commitment. Lord, I believe you. Lord, I receive. Lord, I believe. See, that's a vow. That's a commitment. I believe this is you. I believe this is you speaking. And I'm going to hold on to this. That should not require any more praying. If it is not God, he will show you. But that should not require any more praying because you said, I believe. Yes? And you shouldn't even have to say, help my unbelief. I believe. Huh? Yes. The Bible says you, you can drink poison and it won't hurt you. Huh? And you think you can't take a vaccine shot? Huh? 
You already had a vision, hadn't you? You died. You had a vaccine in your flesh. We're just going to forget for a few hundred years that flesh and blood's not going to enter the kingdom of heaven. You had a vaccine. Hmm? We ain't even going to talk about all the ugly women you slept with. But you had a vaccine. So you get to heaven. Nope, you can't come in. All the ugly men, all the ugly women you have slept with. And not to mention some of them same gender. Oh, you come on in. You've, you didn't have the vaccine. <laughs> they may not have had that vaccine, but they may have some other viruses. <laughs> it just don't make no sense. It don't make no sense. Hello. Flesh and blood is not going to enter the kingdom of heaven. That vaccine shot is going to die in your flesh. Which stands to reason that the actual mark of the beast, do you realize when you get to heaven all them tattoos are gone? Flesh and blood can't enter the kingdom of heaven. Unless they got some real long needles and it tattooed it on your soul. But see, if you worship something, oh, that could be in your soul. That could be in your soul. And that means you you worship the beast. That could be in your soul. Or... How about if you just worshiped yourself all your life? Hmm. Now that will show up on the scanners of heaven. And that's when you're going to hear the beep, 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 beep. A vaccine? Hmm. You know, ever since I had 30 years ago, ever since I've been in ministry, every preacher has preached. They're going to put chips in you. That's the mark of the beast. They're going to put a chip in your hand. And some people have actually done that, you know. But you know, today they got face scanners. No, I tell no chip. I, I know chip. Chips are a thing of a past. But you old fearful Christians, you kept that thing alive so long. It's still alive. They're going to put some kind of chip. They're not put no chip in you. Huh? Hello. Ain't going to put no chip in you. You don't need no chips and dips. Ain't no chips. <laughs> you notice the mark of the beast is on the hands of the head. That's the two things you work with. To make a name for yourself. Make a city for yourself. I'd be more concerned about that. And maybe that is the image you worship. Hmm. We represent the word of God. 
The Word of God is going to lead you to take a mark. The Word of God is going to lead you to worship an image. Some of you can't even eat a bucket of chicken without feeling guilty. <laughs> and you're going to worship a beast? Really? <laughs> Hello. If you ate too much, burp and get over it. Yes? And you know why you can't control your eating? Because you're not a person of your word. But you have the word in you. You have Christ in you. You know why you can't do the things you say you're going to do? You know why you can't read the Bible more? You know why you can't worship God more? Because you're not a person of your word. Your conscience never takes you serious. See, your conscience is much like my father. My father, there was... There was Four of us brothers, I was the eldest, but three of us was very close to the same age. I don't know why the other one was 10 years later, but that's beside the point. Um, this man always threatened to beat us. And when we take inventory, the man never did beat us. Now, my mother, on the other hand, has a different story altogether. She'd make you go get the limb off the tree. So you get to go pick out your punishment. And it better be a good limb. You have to go back. But my father always threatened to kill us and beat us. And I don't remember one time. Your conscience is like that. You say, I'm going, I'm, going, uh, I'm going to get up in the morning and study. I'm going to study my Bible tomorrow. Although we're supposed to let our yay be yay and our nay be nay, we don't always have control. But your conscience don't believe anything you say. Uh, uh, it. You say, I'm going to do this, the Lord tells me so. Your conscience don't take you serious. Because you never do anything you say you're going to do. Huh? You know those ganja sellers that are more diligent to do what they say they're going to do than some Christians. Huh? Huh? When a dope head says, I'm going to party tomorrow night, he's going to party. And he ain't going to let the lack of money hold him back. Huh? Oh no. Oh no. Ain't no lack of money gonna hold me back. Oh no, we're gonna find a way. Huh? Huh? But here you are, you got a wrinkle in your dress. Well, I can't go to church today. I ain't. Now, I'm not saying this to shame you, I'm saying this to encourage you, and I'm not saying this is. Everybody I'm talking to, by no means, I'm just emphasizing the point. We need to be doers of our word because we represent the word of God. We need to be a doer of the word. We represent the word of God. 
We need to be a doer of it. If we say we're going to fast, we need to fast. If we say we're going to fast so many days, we need to fast so many days. Pray to see if you need to fast. Or what you could do, what I see some people do, you should fast to see if you should fast. To see if you should fast. Yes. You should fast to see if you should fast. But you might need to fast to see if you should fast if you should fast. Uh, when are we going to realize God is not the tyrant that we make him out to be? Nor is, nor is he so, um, what, picky, trivial. He's not those things. But we must learn to keep our vows. If you say you're going to give somebody something, it. If you say you're going to do something for somebody, do it. If you say you're not going to do something, don't do it. Let your conscience and let the, that group of elders that preside in your head know that your rule is your rule. I'm going to do what God said do. And I don't care if it's noble or ignoble. I don't care what it is. If I say, yes, if I say I ain't going to eat no more chips, then I ain't going to eat no more chips. If I say I'm not going to go out today, I'm going to stay home, then be a doer of your word. You represent the word of God. The word of God who died for you and died for the world a word so strong and so mighty that is not swayed by Satan. Even in the middle of fasting, even at death, he's not swayed, lives in you. And you can't make some firm decisions in your life. And you can't make some decisions in your life and quit making everything life and death when it ain't life and death. Yes. The pollution we breathe is far more harmful than whatever's in that little vaccine. Uh, evidently, is not too strong against the Delta. Uh, we, everything we, as Christians, we make everything life and death, and we make God to be so trivial. Don't you realize that you're running away from faith? Don't you realize you're falling back under law? You're falling back under doing everything right? Who the sun sets free, but you ain't free. You're bound by more fears and shackles. Huh? The only time you get free is when you sing the song. No. Christ come to set me free. He come to make my joy complete. My joy ain't complete if I'm sitting here worrying. I gotta, if I get the vaccine... You know, some people say in three years this is what's going to happen. Well, you don't know. Ain't no been no three years past. So I get a vaccine. The Lord told me to get the vaccine, but now I start doubting. Now I wonder if my arm might fall off. I might roll over in the bed and my arm not go with me. 
Uh, I might try to scratch my head and Maybe that mark of the beast will just take my arm over <laughs> and when I'm trying to praise the Lord my hand will just come up and keep me from speaking uh, maybe my arm will turn blue some of you missed your calling you shouldn't have been a Christian you should have been a Hollywood horror writer. What's that guy's name is so good at horrors? Stephen King. Stephen King. Yeah. See, you serving the wrong king. You should have served Stephen. <laughs> yes, some of you, some of you could write some wonderful horror movies, you know. Yes, because you write one every day. And none of them come to pass. You have so many fears and terrors going on in your head. Huh? I mean, it's your brain, and you can't even imagine a good day. It's your brain, and you can't even fantasize without some demon coming and interrupting. <laughs> Hello, Jesus loves you, but not your madness. You're going to die long before you ever take the mark of the beast, you know. You're just going to faint. You represent the word of God. He's in you. Be a doer of your word, even if it's a small word. Start right there. If you're an individual and you never do what you say you're going to do or don't do, what you say you don't, don't, not going to do. If you never finish things that you say you're going to finish, you let Christ start to work in you. It don't have to be no big thing. Small things. You say you're going to do something, do it. Hmm? Let that be more important to you than the fears of your imagination. Let me do what I said I'm going to do. Because in this, the Lord delights. Because if I am untrue to myself, how can God take me serious? Hmm? Now, we know that we do not save ourselves, but it would be nice if we kind of helped a little bit. Yes? I don't even think the colonel would like a chicken and just fall over dead before you got to him. Uh, I'd be a little scared to eat a chicken like that, wouldn't you? Uh, right? in, in all my days when my grandmother used to catch chickens, I don't know what I would have done. My grandmother was a little superstitious. I don't know what she would have done. Can you imagine you, you, you walk up to a chicken, you know, out of all the chickens in the yard, you go, you walk up to this chicken and... They just fall over dead. I'd be scared to eat that chicken. Huh? I think, I don't know about that one. I like to see a chicken put up a little bit of a fight, you know. Huh? 
And that's like some of you Christians. Oh, Lord, you, you just, a shadow passes you. A shadow passes you. Huh? <laughs> a shadow passes you in your house. You know, a mosquito flies in front of a light bulb. I saw this And you write right in your obituary. <laughs> the Lord only has to send a mosquito to get some of you to pray. Be because you know. You know, if they if they get up there close to the light, the shadow is bigger. You know. <laughs> the dragon. <laughs> it's the dragon, and you none called everybody in church on your prayer group. Your prayer, all, none called all the prayer warriors. I was sitting in my chair, and I had this vision: the dragon flew by. Ah, somebody might think I'm making light of demonic attacks. I am not making light of demonic attacks, but a lot of your attacks are not demonic. Other than just fear driving you nutty. Have faith in God. The Bible says be ready to die. Have faith in God. But this ain't your time to die. You represent the word of God. So shouldn't your word look something like the word of God if you represent the word of God? Huh? How would you feel if Jesus never kept his word? Shouldn't you try? Put it into practice. Put it into practice. When you say you're going to do something, yes. Let your conscience know. Let your mind know. I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do. Yes, unless there's a good reason and I find out it's not God, I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do. Uh, you got to start right there. You got to keep your vows. You got to keep your vows to God. When you say, I believe, that's a vow. That's a commitment. Lord, I believe this is you saying this, and I believe that if I do this, and I believe if I trust in you, and I believe if I wait on you, this is going to happen. I ain't backing up. I ain't backing up. So the... First mosquito fly by the light, I ain't backing up. You said you're with me till the end of ages. Yes? Hmm? Personally, I think the mosquitoes fly by to warm up their food. That's why they like angry people. Evidently, that's the way they microwave their food. They like that blood a little warm. Uh. Yes. So they, 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 they fly by, you know, that, that enormous red dragon that flies by the, uh, the light. And so it casts that shadow on you, looking like a dragon, you know. And you start to pray. See, they, they, they like you Christians that get hot, you know.
And mosquitoes like you Christians to get hot. When they when they hear when they hear that when they hear their food starting to get warm, they're gonna bite you, you know. Because your tongues ain't in the Lord, your tongues is in fear. Uh, is in fear. Now, don't think I'm making light of tongues, but you know what I'm talking about. Walk around in too much fear. You're not a doer of your word. You're not a believer. You, you must. Uh, faith is taking a vow. Faith is saying, Lord, I believe you. I receive what you are saying. And I'm going to stand on it. I'm going to trust in you. That's why you hear all them negative voices in your head. You know why you hear all them negative voices in your head? Because you doubt. Jesus says, I will be with you to the end of age. That means until the vaccine kills you, I'm going to be with you. No, I mean. why those negative words are in there. That's why that negative thoughts are in there. And that's why sometimes your prophecies don't work out because you don't truly believe. You leave room. Your fear acts up and then your fear goes into self-protect mode. So your fear actually interferes with the blessing that's supposed to come your way. Fear is powerful, you know. It will interfere with your blessing. Fear make people run off the road. It'll interfere with your blessing. So even though you say you believe in God, because you don't hold fast to his word, fear begins to come inside of you and it speaks. And fear is always going to speak the opposite of the faith. Fear is always going to be to your doom and not to your betterment. And it's always self-protecting. And it's going to mess with your blessing. But you, if you'll start to be a doer of your word, keep your vows. What you say you're going to do, do it. Be faithful to yourself. What you say you're going to do, do it. If you say you're going to iron a dress, iron a dress. If you say you're going to do this, do it. Otherwise, your conscience ain't taking you serious no more. Your conscience says, well, I didn't know you were serious. Because huh? that's bad when you don't even believe yourself. That's bad when you have already analyzed yourself and say, well, I don't know. You, you don't do half the things you're going to say. Seriously, what is your analogy of yourself? Do you do what you say you're going to do? So when you say... Lord, I love you. When you say, Lord, I'm going to do this, do you even take yourself serious? No. So I don't know if you need to do this more or if you need to start doing this. You need to be a doer of what you say you're going to do. And only then are you going to begin to like yourself in the Lord too. Because nobody likes a wishy-washy person. Nobody likes somebody that... It says he's going to do something and never do it. Huh? And all of us know people that say they're going to show up and they never show up. But how many times you told yourself you're going to show up and you didn't show up? Be a doer what you say you're going to do. It starts there.
And you're going to realize in that faithfulness to keep your vows and to make these things happen when they're convenient, not convenient, to make them happen. I mean, sometimes you know, sometimes you have to make a decision, but you're going to do this thing and try to make this thing work out because most things can work out if you have faith. If it's God, it will work out. Learn to be true to yourself and you're going to realize how true God is to you. But it's hard, to be, it's hard for God to be true to you if you ain't true to yourself. You say you want something, God starts working on it, and then you say you don't want it. Uh-huh. Yes? wonder how many meals you have sent back that God sent you. wonder how many blessings you sent back because you chicken out. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Speak to us tonight, Lord. Speak to us. Hallelujah. Speak to us. Speak to us. Speak to us. Uh, that word is not to make anybody feel guilty. Yes, not to make you feel bad. I just, I'd love to see people wake up sometimes and say, hey, I'd love to see people get blessed, you know. 99% of the time, the reason we're not blessed is something we're doing, not something God's not doing. Yes, because God is a doer of his word. And we must be so. So the word is just to encourage you to be faithful to yourself. And sometimes it starts with small things. Do you believe yourself? Or is this voice inside of you saying, hey, you ain't going to do that. That's not real. Many times that's why you're divided inside yourself. You entertained the opposite of what you wanted to do. You entertained the opposite of what you wanted to be too many times. So you're almost giving it life inside of you. But tonight I curse that anti-you. Yes, tonight. Tonight, all your wishy-washiness is forgiven. Tonight, you're going to start to do what you say you're going to do. Now, don't bite off more than you can chew. Let your yay be yay and your nay be nay. Sometimes it's better not to make all them vows, but if you're going to say something, then you got to do it. Yes? If you say you're going to mop the floor, you got to mop the floor. I'm talking to somebody right now. I'm talking to somebody right now. You said you're going to mop the floor tonight. I'm talking to you right now. You said you're going to mop the floor tonight. Hmm? I'm going to mop the floor. When I get through, I'm going to mop the floor tonight. I'm talking to somebody right now. If that's you, call me. <laughs> because you know you're wavering. If you love your floors, call me. You said I was going to mop the floor tonight. I'm going to clean the floor tonight. Hmm? Do you know the devil comes to test you? You know your own flesh comes to test you to see if you're going to do what you say you're going to do. And nothing makes you feel more like a nobody than when you have a terrible track record of doing what you say you're going to do. 
when you're wishy-washy. That takes away all your righteousness, you know. I know we're saved by Christ, but the Lord, he, he hasn't come for a mannequin, you know. His word is inside of you, and you've got to give way to it. In our struggle with sin, we have not yet struggled to the point of shedding our blood. It must, it must be a joy to you to do what you say you're going to do. Who is that person that said they're going to mop the floor tonight? When they get everything done, when they get everything done, they're going to mop the floor tonight. Call me if that's you. Call me if that is you. Call me if that is you. And uh, you are, um, you're waiting on some benefit. Some, some benefit. Some social type of benefit. You're waiting on some benefit to come through. La da be So if you said you're going to mop the floor tonight, you're already starting to waver a little bit. You call me. We're going to get the floor mopped tonight. La da Lord, speak to us, speak to us, speak to us. Card seven three nine. Card seven three nine. Card and there's a number on it seven three nine. Card seven three nine. There's a card with a number on it seven three nine. It's an access code. Or part thereof. Seven three nine. A card. Seven three nine is is a type of access code. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, good night, prophets. Yes, good night. Um, I I had some plans to um to mop. And I keep putting it off. Um, I've been doing that for a whole week now. Um, and I am also waiting on uh, some NIS money as well. Aha. Aha. You need to mop tonight. You mop tonight and you're going to find favor. Oh, wow. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Yes? Yes, prophets. It will come soon. Yes, prophets. Uh, let's use this as an example. Here it is. Here it is. Something that is, that is due you. And at least in your mind, you think there's some hindrance on it coming. But you want God to be faithful to do something. And little thing like mopping the floor, you're not faithful to yourself. Everybody hear that? 
You must be faithful because evidently, if you've been hearing this, right, there's some, some conviction on it, right? Yes, prophet. So you should have prayed one time, Lord, is this you? When you, when you feel that conviction to do something, you know, the Bible says that the, that the Holy Spirit will come and he will convict us in regards to sin, in regards to righteousness, in regards to judgment. Three things. So he convicts us. And sometimes the Holy Spirit comes because, uh, you know, I'm just speaking this general to anybody. Maybe we haven't been doing the things that we should be doing or maybe we need to do something. And the Holy Spirit's giving you a heads up. Hey, do this. Do this. Be a doer of your word. Do this. Hmm? Because that, that thing like, a, like, with, like with Peter walking on the water, it wasn't Jesus' fault. It was Peter's fault that he sunk. So when God says he's going to do something and it's not happening, then it has to be something within us that's making it not work. And if we feel guilty... And so, if you're under conviction to do something, and you don't do it, then you feel bad because you didn't do it. Now, did God say mop the floor? Well, that certainly should make you feel bad if the Lord asked you to do that. But what if it's just you saying, I need to mop the floor, I need to do my part, or whatever the thing is, and you're not doing even what you say? Everybody follow you be a doer of your word, yes? And yes, your blessing's going to come soon. Yes, prophet. And because the Lord says so, and to prove this to you, not only will it come soon, but it's going to be more than what you expected. Thank you, Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Who am I waiting for? The cards. Card 739. Is an access code, 739. It has to be in that order. Don't try to change orders on me. If you don't know me by now, you know me by now. Hmm. I see in 739, you're not going to change them on me. It's not going to be 937. It's going to be 739. Because when the Lord called my name, I don't want to get to heaven. He said, well... That's not the name I called. La de BC. Lord, speak to us, speak to us, speak to us, speak to us. Speak to us. Someone, I just want to talk to you. You lost an earring today, and you're concerned about the earring. You lost an earring today. You lost an earring today. You lost an earring today. You lost an earring today, and you're also afraid that you might lose your job. You lost your earring today, but you're also afraid you might lose your job. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're afraid you might lose your job and, and, and something's kind of broke down or there's something going on w with an automobile. 
but you lost your earring today, and you cannot find your earring today. And strangely enough, you're focusing on that, but you are also uh, fearful about losing your job, and there's something about an automobile not running correctly. Kiso by my kiso na la da ye Card 739 and a lost earring. Where are you? Lost earring, where are you at? Nabakaye. And someone, you, you, you ate something today, something around lunchtime, you ate something today, and you've just been, eh, you've been in pain. Uh, your stomach, your chest been upset ever since you ate that. Today, you ate something today. You really hadn't thought too much about that that's what it is, but you ate something today, lunchtime, and ever since lunchtime, you've been having all this, this, uh, like a heavy breathing on your chest. And you're very uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. You're very uncomfortable. You're very uncomfortable. Almost to the place, or at least you're 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 thinking and worrying that you might have to go to a doctor. It's actually something you ate. <laughs> you ate some fish today at lunchtime. La da missy. All right, I need a card. 739, right? And lost earring. And some very, uh, you ate fish today, but you didn't realize you, you had, it ain't clicked with you yet that that's what it is, but you're very uncomfortable, almost to the place you think you might have to go to the doctor. Or it's the fear that you'd have to go to the doctor. You really ain't made up your mind to go to the no doctor, but it's the fear that you might have to go to the doctor. La tabake say Where are you at? Where are you at? Where are you at? Hallelujah. I am a nice prophet. Lord to God, if I wasn't nice, I wouldn't talk to you. <laughs> See, the worst thing I could do is ignore you. So if I didn't like you, I would really, I just act like you didn't exist. 
So I'm a nice prophet. Where you at? Call me. Where are you at? Where are you at? Where are you at? the number 739 739 we're not going we're not going to say that part of the 8 is erased off ada bae kama card 739 it's a access code i see the, i see the i see the code it's 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 towards the top it's top not exactly center more to the left seven three nine it's access code Somebody, you lost an earring today, and you're afraid of losing your job. And there's a there's this thing with a car. Don't waste time. Call, 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 call. Got somebody very uncomfortable since lunchtime. He ate something with fish in it. <whistles> or fishy. is your day to meet with God. Where are you at? Don't miss your chance to meet with God today.
Louise, you know any number 7439? What was the other number? 739. 739. 739. 4479. Do you know that number? Uh. Perfect. Uh. Good evening. So Michelle said the last three numbers in her bank card is 739. All right. Is she worried about her job? That's one. No, that one. What is that? Card seventh. I didn't say anything else, right? The earring was the car, right? All right. Just access code. Yes. Is she on Zoom or Facebook? She on Zoom. One sec. Uh huh. Are you there? Yes. The la last three numbers are seven three nine in that order, right? Yes, my FCB card, bank card. Say that again. Yes, my it's a FCB bank card. Uh huh. You don't have much in that bank card, do you? No profit. Uh-huh. You laugh like Sarah. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> when the Lord says she's going to be pregnant by this time next year, going to give birth to a baby oh, by this time next year. Yes, Lord. <laughs> yes, Lord. Wow. What are you saying yes to? The birth to the baby or what? <laughs> prophet, when, when you preach Sunday about giving, I, I told the Lord, I said, Lord, hmm. Still going to honor that given message, and I honored it on Monday. Uh huh. And see, today's Tuesday. <laughs> uh huh. Yes, prophet. Uh huh. Yes, Lord. So this is encouraging you to that you did the right yes. thing, right? Yes. Yes. So this, message. so yes. this, so this word was true to you tonight, right? That you got to keep your Lord, word and not yes. back up and not doubt, not question it, right? Amen. Doubting, Amen. doubting always affects your faith. You know, it affects. Doubt will affect the outcome of your faith. Wow. Uh, you, you just, you just got to keep saying, Lord. You got to quit making everything life and death, and know that God is life. Yes, and he holds the keys to death and hell, so God is life and he is death. He's in control of everything. And when you feel that the Lord tells you to do something and, and, and you step out and do it, you just got to hold on to him. Amen. 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 <laughs> Thank you, brother. All right. Wait, 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 wait. We're going to see if we can heal that bank card. Oh, yes. Uh, you, you've been very discouraged with your with your your bank card. You've been very discouraged about money that's in there. You just—it's almost like you just scorn it. It's just—it's just—it's—it's it's been like a pain to you. You've, you've been focusing on on your 
on your finances concerning that card a lot recently? Yes, Prof. All, all my money in one bank. So that's it right there. All right. So you, yeah. you just, it's almost like you're just scorning the whole thing, right? Yes, Prof. You can't do that. I mean, if you had a garden, you can't go out there and curse your cucumbers. Say, why ain't you growing better? Huh? You just like your mama. You just like your daddy. You can't go out there and curse your cucumbers. Hmm? You you have to realize that what what is in your account, what is there, uh, there is a little there, right? Yes, prophet. But you're afraid of zero, right? Oh yes, correct. Mm. I, mean, I, sent out, I sent out some resumes just yesterday, you know. Uh huh. For another job, hopefully, you know, somebody gonna work on that for me, a friend of mine. Yeah. Well, you know, we can bless that, but sometimes the problem with our banker cards is not the job. Sometimes it's that person that looks a lot like you that spends too much. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think when it comes to finances, we always all have an evil double. A double that I don't know, they, they dip into our card when we ain't looking, you know. Because we, we always say, I don't know what happened to my money. I don't know where it went. It's your evil double, you know. Yeah. Either that or that mosquito front of it. Flying in front of the light bulb. No, see that there's a there's a blessing. You know, you can you can make all the money in the world, but if there's no blessing of saving and no blessing of richness and no blessing of of um, of of conquering, then all your all your labor is in vain. If you don't do it for the Lord, it's all in vain. Hmm. But the first thing that I hear led to do is for you to quit scorning it. Quit, quit. Okay. Right? Didn't the Lord promise to take care of you? Yes, prophet. What make, did you say citizen? Yes, first citizen. That's what you said? Yes. They never, they never vowed to be your Lord. <laughs> True? True. Yes, prophet. They just vowed to take care of what your Lord gave you. They didn't vow to... No, you quit looking at that. Quit scorning it. I, I removed the scorn off your finances. Right? Thank you, Lord. I mean, yes. if, if, you know, if, uh, you know, if you want to send out some resumes, that's fine. But, but that's, that's not really the problem right here. That, that's not where the problem is. The problem is the, the, the scorning because the Lord can... Listen... When you live by faith, you get money from all over the place. So just because you have a, a secular job doesn't mean you still can't get money from other places. Okay. But you, you have to quit scorning it because it's like you just, you're making this thing such a big problem. And, that, and that's not really where you're, you know, that's, that's not really where you're hurting it. You know where you're hurting it. That ain't where you're really hurting it. It just, that is just, become an excuse you got to quit scorning it i removed the scorn off your bank card yes yes Lord. and you yes, said Lord. that was the last three numbers right yes all right um and there's a six a little further over right 
after go get it. Ah. Is it close <laughs> by? I, I, I know where it is. I can run fast. Give me a second. Run. All right. Do not scorn. This is for everybody. Do not scorn your finances. That's your seed right there. You, you, I mean, you can't go out to the garden and curse your cucumbers. You can't go out there and curse them before. I mean, they're small. You can't run out there and curse them. She yes, back? Yes, prophet. It has a six in it. It has Correct. a six. Yes. Two, two, or three, uh, two or three numbers from the beginning, right? Yes. All right. Very much so. All right. So the Lord don't have to call out your whole number. <laughs> you watching my card? <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> I see three hundred dollars going in it immediately, right? Now okay. I know that that's a small amount, but uh, I just repeat what I hear the Lord say. Okay. It doesn't matter the amount. What matters is the accuracy of what God says. Because okay. if you believe what God says and you see that evidence, because yes. 300 is going to go in it real quick. If you see that evidence, right, then you say, yeah. all right. So the Lord called the last three numbers. He called another number out, told you where it's at. Three's going in there. See, there's hope for your bank card, Right. Yes, right? Sir. There's hope for it. Because I heard 300 was going in it immediately, and then the rest is to follow. Right? Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. 300 seems to be almost a 10% of something that's coming. Um, and, and, and more. It's just going to start. It's just like a well in the ground. It's just going to start filling up with water. Ooh, right? Thank you, Lord. See, the Lord is capable of doing that. You cannot depend upon a job. You can't depend upon a bank. You can't depend upon every, anything but God. You, you put those finances in, your, in, in God's hands. What we do a lot of times with our money, we show God what our money is, and then we tell God what he can't and cannot do with what we got. And then sometimes we beat up on ourselves because we don't have no money. As if, though, God, I'm sorry I let you down. I don't have no money, or I can't do this, and I can't do that. You need to let him be the, he's the living water. And, and many times in the book of Revelation, it talks about him being the living water. Well, the living water is not, man does not live by bread alone, but on every word it comes out of the mouth of God. So living water is not only the God's word and it's not only bread, but it's finances or anything else. He is life in its fullness. Yes. Uh, I mean, we know that, Jesus says, I am the life and I am the resurrection. Well, you know, life is a wonderful thing to have, but if you ain't got nothing to eat, it ain't going to last long. So the, and, and same way with finances, sometimes we got to have money to do things. And God is life. Yes, he knows how to sustain us in all the areas. Our, um, uh, just as our spirit gets along, so does our soul. He knows how to take care of us. Yes? So you quit worrying about this bank card. We remove all the scorn off of it. It's going to become, it's going to become like living water. Yes. And I'm not mocking the scripture, but I'm just saying that, you know, when God gives you life, everything about you blossoms. Yes. 
Yes, Lord. Yes, Prophet. All right. Now, the Lord is also saying because of circumstances that's happened recently, uh, I'm not going to call those circumstances out. You know what they are with children and everything. That, that you are almost feeling rejected. You know, like, almost like as if though, you're taking it almost as if though God is rejecting you. Does that kind of bear witness? Yes, prophet. All right. You stop that nonsense. <laughs> yes, prophet. Listen, you, everything that takes place in our life, we can't, we can't assume that God is against us. Because when we like that, we can't even see the blessings of God or everything that God is doing. Yes. You know, uh, the, 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 there's a little scenario where it says, you know, you know, if you have a bird in the cage, you set it free. If it comes back, it was yours. If it don't come back, it never was yours. You hear what I'm saying? Yes, brother. Huh? I do. So, I hear you. I don't know if you had any little birds in a cage or not, but if you had any little birds in the cage and you open the door and they fly out, if they're yours, they're going to come back. If they was not yours, they won't come back. Yes? Yes, brother. Listen, you're not under no punishment. You're under God's blessing. God wouldn't listen tonight. You met with God. He wouldn't call out the. He wouldn't call out your bank card, yes. which you've been scorning, as if there was some sort of thorn bush. Uh, he would not call it out. He would not give you these words of encouragement, and and tell you what's going to happen to your to your bank account. Uh, quickly, he wouldn't tell you that. The reason he's telling you that is he wants you to know that you have met with him tonight. That he hasn't cast you aside. That he is with you. He's watching over you. Yes? And his yes, grace yes. is up his grace is upon your life. So quit quit beating up on yourself because of a few little things going on. You don't know what God is doing. Uh, yes? Yes, Prophet. See, sometimes the blessing of the Lord is upon us, but we don't recognize it as a blessing. Because we're too fearful. We're too fearful that we've done something wrong and God ain't gonna speak to us forever. You still love Jesus? Yes, prophet, I love Jesus. All right, then he ain't left you. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Listen, as long, I'm talking to everybody, as long as you love Jesus, I assure you he ain't left you. There will never Amen. be a day when God has left you and you still love Jesus. When Amen. God leaves you, only thing going to be in you is curses for God. As long as you still love Jesus, as long as you've got a little repentance or you calling out <clears throat> or you have turned into God for help, listen, he ain't left you. Because it's only through the Holy Spirit that you would call upon that name. Mm -hmm. Amen. So I'm talking to many people tonight. Be encouraged tonight. Listen, if Jesus is still a precious name to you, God ain't left you, child. Yes, but you need to take that uh, uh, umbrella and and... and Put it the right way. Quit collecting water and shed water. And you need to, 
exercise your faith here and hold on to God. Hold on to all words God's given you. God ain't, he ain't abandoning you, he's for you. Anybody within the sound of my voice tonight, receive that. Amen. Amen. Yes, Michelle? Yes, Prophet. Uh, I love you. Thank you so much. You are so much welcome. Mm. Excuse, Prophet. Hello? Hi. I have somebody here for um, who ate fish and didn't feel too good after. They ate fish and didn't feel good after. Yeah. Yes, who, Prophet. Who's that? Christy. Oh. <laughs> uh. I ate fish around lunchtime. Uh-huh. And then when I sat down, I felt like, uh, I, I, then I ate oats and then I felt like throwing up. Oh. And then, yeah. Oh. And then, I, and even now it's still feeling funny. My stomach still Well, feeling. you ate fish. I'm, the reason I'm telling you you ate the fish is so you know that, that the Lord is talking to you right now. Yes? Yes. The truth is you just ate a big bowl of fear. Why <laughs> <laughs> <I> is <laughs> Okay. Yes. Uh, the fish, mm, it, it could really have been almost anything, but the Lord's just telling you what you ate so you'd realize it. And, and you was almost to the place you thought you might have to go to the doctor, right? Yes, prophet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, prophet. How long must I stay with you? Right? <laughs> huh? <laughs> I leave you for one minute and you done got your coffin picked out. <laughs> uh, I leave you for one minute you done got your coffin picked out. The dress you gonna wear. <laughs> Have you been thinking about what you gonna wear if you die? Oh God, yes, prophet. <laughs> 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 uh, I probably I remember how old are I, you? I remember how I I made I said um, I told my sister a long time ago if I die remember to put a wig on my head so I can look nice right? <laughs> 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 I repent. But you but you you've been thinking about what you're gonna wear? Yes. <laughs> I want to say today you met with the Lord, but it seemed like you met with the devil today. Out of a son of a kissiki. Somebody, you just need to thank the Lord for the brain that he gave you. Just, just thank the Lord for the mind he gave you, you know. <laughs> All right. Stop this nonsense. Oh, God. <laughs> Come back to your senses. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. The Lord says if he's going to kill you, he's going to pick out what you're going to wear. <laughs> but you're you going to kill yourself walking around in the dark with your eyes closed. <laughs> Yes, Prophet. It wasn't so much the fish, it was just it was just the um all the fear. Yes? Yes, Prophet. Oh hallelujah. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> um okay. you feel better? 
Yes, prophet. You feel good? Yes. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. Okay. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You stop all this panic. You let this embarrass your devil so much you don't trust him no more. So when he comes to you with all these stupid ideas about dying and what to wear and all these things, you, you let this be a lesson to you right now that that is not truth. That is just your devil having a panic attack. Yes, prophet. <laughs> yes, learn from this. Yes. Learn from this. God is faithful. Amen. The Lord says, Christy, when have I ever let you down? Never. <laughs> See, now you want to cry. Because <laughs> you feel so ashamed you let the devil trick you so. You went out on a date with the devil, ate some bad fish, and... <laughs> I love you, Christy, says the Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Adabaye. Mm. Mm. Lord said he's going to hold your hand all the way to the cemetery. <laughs> but it's no time soon. Although he does not wish good health on your devil. <laughs> oh, Father, we thank you for this night. Glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Um, huh? We have somebody on Zoom. Yes. Who, Kia, who lost a wedding earring today. Lost a wedding earring. Okay. She's on Zoom? Yes, Prophet. All right. Hello? Hi, Prophet. Good night. Good night. How are you? I'm doing great. Wonderful. Are you the one? Are you concerned about something with your job and something about an automobile? That's the right one, right? Yes, Prophet. Um, today, they called me into a meeting and I actually thought I was going to lose my job. Uh -huh. So my heart started beating. When I went into the meeting, it was actually for me to train the new reps. And as in regards to the oh, vehicle... You, 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 wait a minute, you mean you was... You kind of got a promotion and you thought she's going to get fired? <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, Where do you and Christy get y'all's devils at? <laughs> you know, there's a scripture that says, you know, um, how's the scripture? It goes, uh, um, you know, you, at every little thing you're expecting bad news, you know. Phone rings, you expect bad news. So you got called into the office and you thought you was in trouble, but it's actually almost kind of like a promotion, right? Yes, Prophet. They just called me to train the new reps. All right. So if they want you to train somebody, that means you're good at it, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, anybody just want to slap the devil? Yeah. I mean, he makes you so fearful and gets you so scared and makes you act up goofy, you know? Huh? Yeah. I mean, it's, he makes us act more weird than the unbelievers, you know, who don't have no God. All right, what about your automobile? 
So the vehicle has been in the garage from last year, February. Mm-hmm. They're still trying to figure out the electrical um, issue. It's been in there since last year, February? Yes, Prophet. Last last year, February. Yes, prophet. And they cannot find the problem? Well, the guy said it was an electrical issue. We had to be buying lots of parts for it. And they're still trying to figure out what's going on with it. You don't have no other options? Well, we bought a new one, but I was a bit concerned about this one just sitting in the garage. Bought a new one what? Car? Yeah. So what are you concerned about this one about? Because I just feel like, why would, um, should we sell it? What what should we do with it at this point? If you we mean should? the old one? The old one, Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm, I think there's something else going on there that that, that um hmm. and you and you know the people trust the people the cars with. Well, yeah. All right. All truth is going to be revealed. Okay. It's going to be stirred up on the second and the third day, and by the seventh day, all truth is going to be revealed. Wherever the deception is, it's going to be revealed. Whatever's going on, it's going to start to stir on the second and the third day. By the seventh day, that'd be, this is Tuesday, it'd be next week Tuesday, right? Yeah. You should know something for sure. Okay. You, You received that? I received that. All right. You listen. You met with the Lord. The Lord told you what you lost today. Told you what? Amen. It told you about your work, right? Did you ever find the earring? Well, no, I'm still looking for it. <laughs> it's in a very familiar place. Uh, seems to be on the floor. Right? Okay. I'll go and look. A very familiar place. Seems to be on the floor. Yes. But a lot of this yes, a lot of this took place because of fear, you know. What happened first, the earring or the the job? The earring. That's what I thought. Uh but but there's there's just a whole lot of fear, so I I'm going to remove all the fear around your life, concerning everything, right? Amen. Yes, all the fear yes, concerning Papa. everything. Yes, you and your husband good. Yes. You and your husband good. Yes, bro. <laughs> 
There's blessings coming your way. Today you have met Amen. with God. Amen. Amen. I <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, what does that earring look like? I have one side. Let me see if I can put it on the screen. La what an awesome God we serve. You realize God don't want you to be fearful? You realize that fear, which is, if you trace it out far enough, is the fear of death. You realize God don't want you to have that? Uh, next time you get fearful, remember, uh -uh, God don't want you to have that. Uh -uh, uh -uh, wherever you're at. Fear is not of God. Fear is not of God. If you've done wrong, he'll put the spirit of repentance on you. He won't put the spirit of fear on you. Huh? Fear is for people that don't have God. You have God. The word is in you. Be an be a imitator of the word. Yes? Yes? Make a commitment. I'm going to stop being afraid. God didn't give me no spirit of fear. Hallelujah. Is that not what the word says? Hallelujah. Okay, for, I can't find it. I just had it in my hand. I don't know. I dropped it somewhere. I'll look for it after. You, but mean, it's, uh, you mean you lost the other one? Like a square. <laughs> I just had it in my hand. What? You said that as a, said that as a wedding earring, right? Yeah. Is your husband still around? You lose him too? <laughs> Earrings, you got to come back. Quit worrying about oh, your life. Huh? I found it. You found it. Yes, promise. So what does it look like? Uh-huh. So it's, it's, it's white too, right? Yes, prophet. Uh-huh. Nah, you're going to find the other one. Have faith. Yes? St stop being so fearful. It's not unusual. It's a strange thing what your conscience does. Strange things, what goes on in your life. Anytime you lose your key, earring, sometimes when you lose little things, it's 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 uh, a weakness in your conscience that make you feel like you lost something bigger. Always remember when you lose with little things, there's this message going on there that you're going to lose something bigger. Now the message could be from God. But a lot of times it's just from the enemy to make you fear and make you doubt. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Be blessed, daughter. And you be blessed, 
Stop being so afraid. Thank Come you, on. Lord, you're welcome. Lord did not give us a spirit of fear. Amen. Be a doer of your word. Be faithful. Respect yourself. Respect what you say. What you say you're going to do, do it. And don't go around making a lot of promises. Don't, you know, and if, if you don't even believe what you say, how's God going to believe you? And how are you going to believe that God believes you? I erase all the guilt from not being a doer of what you say. From now on, you represent the word of God. Glory. Don't make promises you can't keep. But what you say you're going to do, do that. Be faithful to it. And you'll love yourself and you'll love God more. In Jesus' name.